Oh, you know what? We ain't got time for all that. I got a wedding to stop. What? Jarnell came by last night. Told me he loved me. Yes, he was drunk, and this morning, you know, he tried to act like he didn't remember any of it, but he said it. So, <laughs> I got to do what I got to do. So then what do you need us for? I'm an itty-bitty thing. If I'm gonna bust up a wedding, I'm gonna need a posse. But unfortunately, y'all all I got, so come on. Welcome to a season finale edition of Oh Hell Yes, a Girlfriend's Podcast. Today's episode that we are discussing is called With a Twist, but it's like dot, dot, dot with a twist. So I think it it might be Wedding with a Twist or I don't know, but it's called With a Twist. Mm-hmm. Written by Mara Rocka Kill. I feel like she comes in for the um, the finales and sometimes for the premieres too, but... I can almost feel when she wrote it, when it's like hers, you know? Yeah, she'll come in and do her, her, her thing, Dizzle. Yeah. And she'll drizzle her, her, her sauce on it. Yeah, Love definitely. It. Original air date, 523-2005. I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. We got some things to get into before we get into the episode, though. First off, newsflash, guys. Since this is a finale, we will be going on a month-long hiatus where we will uh, eat, pray, love it, and find ourselves. um, (laughs) And just be away from the pod for a bit just to kind of clear our minds of season five. And we will be back. Our next episode will air on May 3rd. May 3rd. So get that in your calendars. No, we didn't just quit the podcast. Tell all your friends. And guess what else? We, we've been dying to talk about a show that... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Why does the world love this show? You, starring Penn Badgley. Why do we love this shit? Because it's everything we want in the type of show that it is. You know, when you feed the people, <sighs> the people will come back. Yeah, but it's just a guy just doing terrible shit and and getting away with it for what reason? I don't fucking know. But I mean, the, anyway, you know, there's there's the white privilege, there's the male privilege, but what what you writers get right is that up until this season, they made everything that he was doing kind of understandable because we're doing it from his point of view. You see what right. I'm saying? You're rooting for him. We're in his head. So that's it that's does help that he's cute they, as well. That helps. You know, Pen Pen is a honey. Yeah, he's for a honey. sure. Easy on the eyes. So you know, ugly nigga. We were like, what? What, what is going on? Hey, <laughs> arrest this nigga. Like, but other than that, you know, so he can use that too to his advantage. <laughs> so uh, part two is all wrapped up. We watched it. Let's see what you thought of, of part two of season four. You know, this is a spoiler alert, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Come back around the 13 minute mark, guys, if you don't want spoilers. All right. Go. Yeah. Um, I don't know about them using mental illness. I've seen this trope a lot in different shows and TV shows. I don't know if I like that. The whole using mental illness thing as an excuse of why he's doing what he's doing. Uh, I mean, most murderers have some type of mental illness. They're not just okay people walking around the world. There's something going on up there. 
Are they though? Or is that what's being used? Why can't we just say they're terrible people and they know exactly what they're doing? If you have the the feeling in your heart and the the heartlessness, I guess, to go and kill somebody, something ain't right. But is that a mental illness? You see what I'm saying? Like you can study the brain and find out if something if some parts of the brain are corroded or what. I guess they're trying to say he's bipolar or whatever, right? Is that bipolar? I don't think that's bipolar. That's like schizophrenia. What Joe is going through? It's almost like he's two different people, which we know he's Jonathan and Joe, but... Split personality. Bipolar is more of a, like, I'm happy one day, I'm sad the next minute kind of thing. But dealing with two different types of personalities, like, he was a functioning person in both of those aspects. Like, he would go and teach school during the day, act like a normal person, whatever, whatever. And then at night, he would change into this totally different person. So I think the personalities is more schizophrenia. And this girl has to be the worst lead in you history. I don't like her. Kate? Yes. I don't. Oh, my God. She's so boring. Zero chemistry. Absolutely Oh, my none. God. What a waste. They could have paired him up with a pineapple and that would have been better. Like, (laughs) this girl is just so bland. And I don't know if it's because I don't want to start no shit, but I don't know if it's the the UK thing. With the beans and toast people. I I don't know. But like, love wasn't like this. Season one girl, Blondie wasn't like this. I don't know. It's a no for me. I'm here for old girl getting away. But what yeah. really was a turn for me about how I see Joe was when he killed the student. I was like, shut up. This isn't like you. But the way they framed it, the way he was like, oh, all right. He called her. I was like, all right, he's coming. Come on down. All right, cool. And they kind of lingered on him. I'm like, oh, something about to go down. Yeah. It was, that, that was easy to happen. spot. Yeah. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, crap. Oh, y'all trying to make us hate this dude. Yeah. Y'all have been like, oh, for four seasons or three and a half, y'all been liking this guy. We're going to make you hate him now. I was like, because <gasps> I actually feel like I hate him now for doing yeah. what he did to the student. And to, to Nadia. That's some fucked up shit. It's really fucked up. But what I will say, I, I want to I want to just say this and we can go back. I called it. I called that. The person texting him was him. I went a little far with the AI stuff. Mm. I couldn't figure that out. I was, a little, I was a little off on that. But he was, in fact, talking to himself. That's scary. The brain can do some crazy shit. Oh, absolutely. I don't even think we're, we're even touching the surface on what, they, we what are the not. brain is capable of. You know, I don't what? even... Ugh, I want a season five. Like, at this point, now that they've done what they've done, because it took a minute to get there. Yeah. It, 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 it took, was like, like, where is this going? I almost quit. I got to say, around episode six-ish, I was like, do I want to really keep doing this? But then when they revealed that he was, uh, old Reese was in his head, I was like, okay, now you got me back. Mm -hmm. You got me back. And then that's when I texted you. I was like, oh, I want to tell you so bad. But you hadn't gotten there yet. So So when did you have a feeling that, huh, this is kind of odd. For me, it was when he went to Reese's house and Reese was like, man, please. Like right, right before that. Oh, he was like, who are you? Yeah. What I what I noticed is the thing, the wording of the text. And then before that, I noticed that the first two kills that happened, they would happen whenever he woke up. So 
Joe would wake up and someone's dead. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how do we know he didn't do that in his sleep? So then the second person, the same thing happened. He woke up on a park bench and the person was dead. So that, that kind of mm-hmm. gave me pause. And then I noticed Reese kept getting into his apartment. Like he would show up to his apartment and Reese would already be in there. And I was like, how oh, the fuck? I know TV rules, people be in each other's houses all the time. Mm-hmm. I watch One Tree Hill, I know this. But mm-hmm. something was like weird about that. And those were the clues that I saw. I just chalked it up to Reese being a, um, trying to be a politician and having connections and being like rich. So that's how he can get into his apartment because he's rich and he's a politician and got connections. Then they should be in all our houses. Yeah. You think if Joe Biden, Joseph didn't want to get into your apartment right now, he couldn't. You think if Eric Adams didn't want to get into your apartment right now, he couldn't. Uh, I guess he could. If he made a big stink about it, they would let him right in. Yeah. Huh. You know, not going to touch that one, I guess. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love how Etsy's leaning in, like, waiting for my answer. But um, season five is going to be the last season, they say. Mm-hmm. And Joe got to die. Um, <laughs> Joe has to die. Um, not Especially to. now that, like, we know how evil he is. And he's he's standing ten toes down in his evilness. That end <sighs> where he, like, kind of smiles and shit. And, and he tells uh-uh. the girl, delete those messages. He's like, I want to see your phone. Very calmly. Very like, I was like, oh shit, he's evil as fuck now. This isn't the Joe we grew to love, you know? No, this is, this is Joseph. This is evil Joseph. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm scared as motherfucker now. He's a villain. And my thing is, right, like, can we acknowledge that Kate Dad was right? I don't know how we knew that, though. We never find out how we found that information out. Well, not just about Joe killing people. But just like, girl, you can't be out here making decisions based on who you like or whatever, whatever. Like this girl has inherited billions of dollars, right? We presume this nigga is like stupid rich. <laughs> and she finna build a, a, a quote unquote, whatever the fuck with a nigga that she met last year. Well, she's stupid for that. Joe is definitely, definitely catching a lick with this one. Like, he definitely getting lucky with this one. So I'm just like, girl, oh my gosh, this girl is so dumb. She done moved back to New York with this nigga. He probably got access to all her money because she's an idiot. And he about to have even more ways to cover up his killings right before he dies because they have to kill him. They so have it'll to be kill interesting. Him. What'd you think of love? Love Quinn's part. Loved. Love, love. I love I love the other girl coming in during the um during that ceremony. The she they both dead. <laughs> he keep killing these bitches like, yo. He don't got no past girlfriends because he keeps killing them. Um but. Were they trying to make social commentary by the black girl being the only love interest to kind of get away? I didn't see it. What was the commentary? What What did you find like? You from know that? how you know how usually black people die in things like this. Well, they usually die first. Yeah, they is usually that they die, die first. Die first too. So she, they, if they had used her in season one, then she dies first. But if she died this season, it wouldn't have been first because the other girls died first. But she got away, and I'm so happy. I was like, oh my gosh, she gets to be with her daughter. Yeah, that's that's good. good and that for plan her. that her and old girl concocted. That was a good one. I 
I like that. Yeah, where she pretended to be allergic to something. She pretended yeah. that she had, yeah, and they switched to the medications. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, I hope Nadia gets away, but she was clumsy. She couldn't. She Girl. was clumsy. She wasn't smooth with it. She kept on, yeah, she ain't finesse it. I don't like the way she, she did it. Yeah, I, I kind of knew something was going to happen with her. And she got right. a boy involved. It was like, okay. Yeah, you can't bring too damage. many people in. She brought another person from the outside. That's one mistake. And yeah, she was clumsy. Mm-hmm. So. She had the idea. She just couldn't execute. Mm. I wonder if she's coming back for season five. I wonder. She can. I mean, she's in prison, but yeah. <laughs> they can still get her. But anyway, shout out to friend of the show, Penn Badgley. Because, you know everyone's a friend of the show especially the hotties but yeah so i i I will say you know i thought season four was going to be the worst season is it yeah it it is the worst season actually but it's still not bad i thought it was gonna suck (laughs) it's not bad it's just because the other seasons are so good that's why they're so good it's hard to like match it up but i'm glad it took a turn in those last three episodes because i was ready to quit so shout out to netflix and the writers of of you uh we'll see you next season i guess so all right, so let's get into this episode with a twist, the season finale for season five. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Etsy, it is your time to do the cold open. So let us know what's going on. So Joan and Will, William, they're in the house and they they hear the doorbell ring. And Joan is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Take whatever is important or whatever she says. She thinks it's a fire alarm. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like... Why would you think that, Joan? But whatever. Well, you know why. They're hungover. They're they're disoriented. He thinks it's an alarm clock. He thinks he got to go to school. It's terrible. Yeah. So they answer the door, and it's a cab driver. Apparently, William paid that cab driver to run his meter and wait for him overnight, and he owes the cab driver $1,200. Now, cab drivers, tap in. Would that be $1,200 for what I assume is maybe eight, nine, ten hours, right? Because he's waking them up. That's $1,200. Well, he, here's what happened. So William says, hey, um, I'll be right back out. Keep the meter running. I'm just going to take her inside and I'll come right back out. He never came back. I'm assuming it's been about eight hours. Here's the thing. I thought that the meter runs when you're driving. When you're sitting still, it doesn't run, right? Oh, I don't know. He's just been sitting still in the in the driveway. So why would it have accrued that much money if you're sitting still? That too. Maybe that is sitting still. Maybe 1200 is the amount for just sitting in place for eight hours. That's crazy. Hey, Taxi Twitter, hit us up. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know, because that seems a little bit absurd. So anyway... William opens his his wallet and he goes, well, I only got $40. So, Joan, you got eleven thousand and sixty <laughs> and eleven hundred and sixty, eleven hundred and sixty. And then the theme song. And that was that. Yep. Yeah. That was a cute opening. Um, yeah, it was cute. So next we're back at the hospital with Tony. She's actually in a bed. So we haven't even seen. I was like, how she got here? We didn't see the um the contractions or the lead up to this or anything but she's actually in a bed this time and she's like listen now i don't want to hear no rah-rah about me not being ready i'm tired and i want this baby out i want a c-section pronto stat code blue amber alert whatever gets you people moving amber alerts are for missing children 
Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because this is pretty much a sentiment that our previous guest talked about last week uh, mm-hmm. about getting that baby out of her body by any means necessary. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's like a parasite feeding on your body. Mm-hmm. It's about Taking time. all your nutrients. And is it bad that we talk about <laughs> newborn babies like that? Not when they can make your titties fall off. Holy shit, Etsy. Your whole titty? <laughs> Was it the titty or the nipple? I think it's the nipple. Mom TikTok. For all we know, in. though, that might be a new thing that we just don't know about. Right. Like, your titties might be falling off. But yes, Etsy, you have heard of the nipple shriveling up and dying and falling off. Yes. That and the teeth <laughs> just coming out. That's, yeah, she said she ate insane. pudding. Yeah. The softest food on the planet. Holy shit. <sighs> you know, it makes you want to keep your legs closed forever. Mm. I don't know about mm. that. But anyway, the, there's a smart ass nurse that tells her what an actual Amber Alert is, that it's for missing children. She's like, mm-hmm. I know. And I want this child missing from my uterus. So hop to it. I don't like how the black nurse mansplained her like that. That was slight chill. Chill with all that. Yeah. Um, and she was kind of in her business in the rest of that. Oh, my God. We'll get to no, that. We're going to get to that because I don't pay you for that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Tony's like just being silly. They ask her about her contractions and how far apart they are. Mrs. Garrett, how far apart are your contractions? I don't know. About every other page in this magazine. <laughs> and uh, how long have they been coming at this rate? For about two magazines. I'm afraid we're not going to be able to do a C-section. Because I'm trying to hold the baby's head in right now. Like, mm. that, that baby's coming out now. And she's by herself, which is like, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so they prep for delivery. And she's like, wait, I got to call my girls and my husband. I'm like, damn, the luxury of having a husband and some girls. Like, <laughs> you got a crew. Well, we don't really got a she husband, got, so. She got, she, she. It's whatever. Oh, eh, it's hot, I guess. But she do got the girls. Plus William. William gonna come through. Oh, yes. She did. Maybe when she said girl, she meant William, too. Yeah, you know, William, <laughs> the, the fifth girlfriend. So, you know, the girls. Yeah. But yeah, she, she good. Yeah, that's cool. You got a, you got a village. That's awesome. I'm like, what the girl's going to do anyway? But anyway, you need the support. You do need the support. Um, <laughs> Tony's like, what, what is this happening right now? Like, I'm really popping out this kid. She's like, you can see the baby's head. They're like, yeah. She's like, how her hair look? Is it good? She got good hair. I'm like, it. Tony, just make sure the baby got 10 toes. and okay. <laughs> Two arms, two legs child. and two eyes and shit. <laughs> oh, my God. These niggas. She worried about the damn hair. But the nurse tells her that, that her hair looked good. Next, we're at Maya's apartment and Darnell's sleeping on the couch. You want to take this scene? So, Mr. Darnell is sleeping on the couch and he wakes up and he tries to leave the apartment on some creep shit without waking up Maya. <laughs> Excuse me, motherfucker. On some, uh, what do you call that shit? The um, walk of shame? Yeah. So, Maya wakes up because he, he, he making a little bit of noise or whatever. And then she's basically like, are we going to talk about like what you said last night? And then Darnell, knowing damn well what he said, he brushes it off and he goes, I look, if I said something that was dumb or crazy, I'm sorry. You know, I, I got to go, et cetera, et cetera. I will see you later. At first, I didn't think he remembered it. But when he said whatever I said last night, I'm like, oh, okay. So you know you said something. Okay. Mm-hmm. He know exactly you know. what he said. 
Sure. You know, sometimes, you know, I've had drunken nights where you get that liquid courage and you just say whatever and you, you're you lucid. You know you're saying it, but that feeling of like, I got the drink behind me. I could say what I want. And then the next morning you're like, once that drink is not in you anymore, it's not affecting you. You're like, oh, shit, I went too, I went too far with that. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you do remember, you're like, shit, I thought I was, you know. I had a lot of dip on my chip last night. Let me go back and talk to everybody and make sure that we're cool. Um, so I, I've been there, but it's so sad. Maya looks so sad, especially when she he says, I got to go get my tux. Because she knows it's still going down. This wedding's still going down. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but he heads on out. And then we get some trip hop. We get more trip hop. I don't know when it's going to end, but we get some more trip hop. Um, Finn is there mumbling, um, whispering under Lynn's vocals. This is like a, they're at the rehearsal studio. Mm-hmm. Finn is on the stage. He is um, eating the mic, singing his, whispering his shit. And then he stops the music and he's like, ah, we've been at this all night. It's not working. Lynn says, no, we almost got it. We should keep going. And one of the baby loves is like sit, standing <laughs> off to the side and she's like, I'm tired of waiting or something like she's like tired. Mm -hmm. And so he goes, oh, don't worry. We're done, baby love. And Lynn's like, oh, I see. You're too tired to rehearse, but you're not too tired for baby love. He's like, all right, everybody be back at seven. Lynn says she can't be back at seven. He's like, well, then don't be here. Mm. And I'm like, I don't I don't think he meant that anyway. I think he was just like, if you can't be here at seven, then it's fine. Like, it's cool. Then don't be here. What's that supposed to mean? If you can't be here, you can't be here. Oh, I'll be here. Well, then be here. You know, don't tell me where to be and where not to be because you don't control me. See, I don't play those games. Maybe other people get up on you controlling them. Hey, maybe Baby Love likes it. Hey, Baby Love, do you like it when he tells you what to do, huh? Excuse me? Just ignore her. Okay, Finn's trying to, Finn's trying to get, a, get a voice. Hmm. But then, then everything gets super bizarre. So what is your noticeable things about this scene? Because it went wild. It was wild. Um, I was watching this scene with disgust. I was like, they got my girl Lynn out here down bad. She offering threesomes, foursomes, fivesomes. I said, oh, God, what, is, what the fuck is going on? This isn't like her. I was just an utter. You know that face you make when you like and the mouth go down like at the side? disapproval the and universal black face yeah yeah judgy yeah it's like ooh, oh, stand God. up what it was that? so bad um when she was like what do i need to do tell me i'll do anything <laughs> you want a threesome with me and baby loves and she <laughs> and she started kissing what? them Ew, bitch. She leans over and kisses one of the baby loves on the lips. I don't remember this scene. I mean, once I saw it, I remembered it, but I didn't know. I'd forgotten this was going down. Mm-hmm. So when she kissed the first one, I'm like, oh my gosh, she going to kiss the other one? Mm-hmm. And she kisses the other one. And I'm thinking, okay, pause. This needs to be a private conversation. Do you realize there's other people in the room looking at you be wild like this over this guy? Oh, yeah. Bandmates looking at you crazy. The bandmates. Y'all got to work together unless you just was ready to quit from jump. But she's like, what do you want me to say? I love you. Fine. I love you. I'm just like, oh, my God. How embarrassing. How cringe. Mm -hmm. And she's like, take me back. I promise I'll play by your rules this time. I promise I'll play by your rules this time. 
God. This nigga ain't even fine like this. You doing this? I'm being looking at that like, God, please don't let me ever be dumb enough to be that down bad for no nigga. Especially not a nigga that look like this. Like, this is embarrassing. Oh, of course. Of course. Because I'm thinking, what would get me to this point? I can't imagine anything would get me to this point. But that's another thing, though. I'm like... He didn't even do anything for you to be acting like this. Like, bitch, did he buy you a house? I'm confused. <laughs> I'm like, did, is he, even if he's your baby's father, like, I mean, fine. Like, you can, you can do battle by yourself. Like, <laughs> bitch. Oh, Lynn. Uh, I have a whole bunch of comments. Let me see. Um, <laughs> This kind of reminds me, so we never see Lynn go through something like this. We, we, I don't think we've seen her have her downfall moment. Every other girl has had a moment. So we have, you know, Joan with her, I'm happy with my friend. I'm happy for my friend thing. We also see something at the end of season six that kind of reminds me of this moment, but with Joan. Um, we've had Maya with when she gets caught cheating with the butt dial. And then we get Tony with the church scene in season two um but we don't get anything Mm -hmm. with lynn so i feel like this is a good scene for persia to kind of like stretch her acting bone a little bit and um Mm -hmm. this was good the scene was great all from an acting standpoint it's just sad from a lynn standpoint um Mm -hmm. lynn lynn looked crazy and it, it just kept amping up too and he and finn's just sitting there watching her sipping his water just looking at her, not saying shit to her. This nigga probably thinking, yo, this bitch mad desperate. Like, oh, I didn't even do nothing. Why you on my dick like this? Like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yo, I'm thinking he's thinking like, yo, look what I done did. Like, yo, my dick must be like fire. Like, She's doing weird. all this shit. This is an ego sh- thing for him. This is ego. Yeah. And w- the, the worst thing that a nigga, especially an ugly nigga can have is ego. You see what I'm saying? Because what's going to happen is it's almost similar to like when people who never got attention their whole lives, all of a sudden they start getting it and they don't know how to act. It's like he's going to have an extra big head because the nigga who's used to getting it. Yeah, he might have a big head, but he's not going to do the most because that's within what usually happens with him. Right. This nigga right here. Oh, my god he is going to be unhinged a living yeah. hell lynn run for your fucking life <laughs> it's it's insane so she quits the band but before she quits the band she has her little tantrum and he ain't saying shit and all of a sudden she's like are you gonna say anything do you remember what he says <laughs> he says no nah, right what is that he looks at her and goes a foursome Oh, that's all he says. A yes. That's all he heard. He ain't hear the rest of the shit. He's like, oh, the shit, they making out. They, three baby loves and me. Shit. Oh, let's do it. Once you start bringing <sighs> up foursomes, that's all a nigga gonna think about, bitch. Like, that's another reason why when girls be like, oh, yeah, you know, I do threesomes and stuff in my me. I'm like, bitch, you don't want to do that shit. Ain't no woman in the world want to voluntarily share her nigga ever. I know people that have done this, so... Like, I I have friends from high school that brought a third into their marriage. And it was actually the the girl's idea. So now they're a thruple. And they've got... They had, like, a um, commitment ceremony and everything. 
So it can happen. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say no girl wants that. I would say most straight women that are in a monogamous relationship don't want this. And I feel like if you're if you're at the point where you're talking about, okay, I'll do it. I'll do the threesome. I'll do it. That's a last resort. So if you have to get to that point, just end it. If you have to do that to save your relationship and that's the reason you're doing it, it's not worth it. Just just end it. And I don't want to I know there's some listeners going, well, I brought a third into my marriage and it worked or whatever. I get it. It works for some. But if you're not doing it for the right reasons and you're trying to do it to keep him, mm-hmm. don't. Because mm-hmm. once you bring in other women, he got more choices. You, you think he going to keep things going with you when you, you're auditioning different girls every week or however many times y'all do it? He going to be fucking them bitches without you. It's like, yeah, while you at work, he got options. How many times we going to see the same shit? Y'all know better. Once you start talking about, oh, my God, what can I do? Can I have a threesome? You can shit in my mouth. I don't, like, you stand up. <laughs> what no, what my are you going to put that in? <laughs> oh, my God, Etsy. Jeez. Ah, Did you just say you can shit my mouth? That's what I was expecting her to say after that. Because once you start saying that desperate shit, it's just like, oh my god! I feel like there's steps in between fucking having a threesome or a foursome and then shitting in the the mouth. I mean, they're cousins. You know. Who? Like. (laughs) Oh, those two things. No. You gotta pee. You gotta at least get to pee before you get to shit. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, so the peeing. Which I I know some of you bitches have said that shit too because you're talking about if you're talking about threesomes and foursomes and kissing bitches right there and then then you're unhinged. You don't know nothing about these women. You are unhinged. Uh-uh. You just walked up to them and kissed them, girl. You don't know these women. Hey, they fuck with Finn. Who knows what they do? Who knows what they do? I don't you know. Wanna... We keep Mm-mm. talking shit about Finn. I know that's a real dude out in this world this tricky guy shout out i'm sorry <laughs> but but even if it wasn't him though if there's two girls there who are aware of each other and who know that he's fucking with a whole bunch of other bitches and they're all aware of each other girl who knows what else bitch you nasty yeah god and, and i'm thinking like lynn you've had way hotter dudes that you could have done this tantrum over i, I we're savad at because savad look way better than this dude I mean, <laughs> Lynn don't really be she, having the honeys, though. Now that I think about it. But this is bottom of the barrel. They be, <laughs> they be giving her the leftovers from casting. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> Joe you know, and Tony be having the honeys. And Maya. Maya be having the I don't know wh- wh- why they be giving Lynn, like, the niggas who didn't get the part. But they need that. They're like, you know what? Uh-huh. You didn't get the part for for Jones, honey. But you know what? We got a place for you. Yeah. We got a place for you. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Oh, gosh, R.I.P. to a real one. You know, <laughs> right? Because Lynn, Lynn is usually the one that takes charge. She ain't the one that lets somebody do this to her. She'll do this to them before they do this to her. And something happened. Something in the in the Matrix. Something. It's giving like low self esteem because I'm not seeing what this man has done for you to be this in love with him. What did yeah. he do? It's the music, she says, the lyrics, I guess, uh, and the accent. Oh, accents will get you. Um, 
I'm trying to think of a theory as to why she is doing this and why she is so whatever for this guy. And thinking about... So if you guys have watched Harlem season two, you know, Quinn is very similar to... Um, well, not similar to Lynn, how we know her, but the way you are in your relationships, I think there's something that stems from your upbringing. Like maybe you weren't loved enough. Maybe you don't know how to interpret feelings when you get them so like if you've seen harlem quinn has a very tumultuous relationship with her mom so any kind of attention anybody gives her she's like oh we go together now and it's like all i did was say hello and so i feel like with lynn that could be what they're kind of pointing at like maybe there's something amiss in that maybe the daddy issues just meeting her biological father something like that I mean, she grew up in a home where she was adopted by two lovely people who gave her love. But Mm -hmm. I feel like there might be something that has to do with her story this season that led to her boiling over like this in this type of setting. You know what I mean? True. And that's a good theory. And there's probably something in there um, as far as her upbringing. But like there's been other guys who've done, quote unquote, more for Lynn and... She didn't feel this way. She wasn't acting like this. You know what I mean? Like, it's like bare minimum. And there's also been other guys who have done the bare minimum as well. And she wasn't acting like this. So, yeah, with both. I'm trying to figure it out (laughs) of the spec. I'm I'm utterly confused. It's so out of character. Doesn't make any sense for her to be acting like that. Um, I don't know what the writers are trying to do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they're trying to set her up for something or what's happening, but we'll find out next season, I guess. Yeah. So let's move on from that craziness and head back over to Jones. Her and William are still waking up. Uh, Joan mentions that Tony's not answering the phone. Uh, William says, well, you can call Barney's and pager, (laughs) which is funny. And Joan's like, well, I lost my cell phone. I left it in the car. She thinks that. And so she's worried that Tony's in labor or something, but she doesn't want to leave the phone because she's waiting on a call in case to make sure that Tony's okay. Then all of a sudden, Maya walks in and tells Joan and William that they got to come to Darnell's wedding because she's going to stop it and she needs an entourage. I thought you have to do the plus one beforehand. You can't just show up. You can crash it, I guess. I mean, yeah, you definitely have to do that. But also the wedding is kind of like, I mean, we'll see. It's like in a church or something. Yeah, so I think they got, you know, they got room. Then the food, hmm. Well, who mm-hmm. said they're staying for that, right? Because if right. you want to come through and know. fuck it up, you ain't going to stay to eat the food. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if they did? Um, But she tells them what happened the night before with Darnell and how he told her that he still loves her. She's like, yeah, he was drunk, but he tried to act like he didn't remember any of it. And, but he said it. So she's like, I got to do what I got to do. And they're both stunned. But they head on out and they they follow her. They go. We don't see that in this scene. But we see in the next scene when they're at the church that they actually went. Mm-hmm. And we're back at the hospital and Tony done had the baby mm. by herself. No husband, no friends. Yeah. She had a girl. We already knew that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mention this now because I feel like it's going to come back later because I keep seeing this on Twitter. Yes, the baby's brown. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't watched this in forever. I am rewatching it from 20 years ago. And I thought the same thing. Like, oh, hmm, maybe got some color already. So, yeah, I hadn't 
rewatched up until this point. So I was seeing tweets about the baby's brown when it's born. And then later on, they switched the baby to a white baby. And I was like, was the baby brown or was that your TVs? No, the baby's definitely brown. She's almost the same color as, as Tony, right? Mm-hmm. Rich is rare, even if yeah. she does end up being Tony's color when she gets older. Usually when babies are born, they're like, like the skin is still like, it's still got light. the light a little bit. Yeah. You know? It's, you know, you've been in a dark place for nine months. It's been a vampire. So, yeah. So I, I guess that was a last minute. Child, we yeah, a baby. maybe they just um needed a baby real quick and just mm-hmm. found whatever. Um, But yeah, this baby, <laughs> this baby brown. So Tony's singing Hush Little Baby, the remix. Hush little Morgan, don't sing the blues. Mama's gonna buy you some Prada shoes. And if those Prada shoes don't fit, Mama's gonna buy you some other shoes. And nobody's there because no one knew Tony was in labor. She barely even knew. And so the nurse is there and she offers to take the baby so she can rest. And she's like, no, keep the baby here. And the nurse implies that Tony's a single mother. She's like, oh, no, I ain't single. I'm married. I'm a married woman. Okay, nurse, you doing a lot in this scene. If I need something, I hit you up. Did you feel like she was just projecting, child? Something. It was just like, you're the nurse. You're not Dr. Phil. You're not Iyanla. Okay, you're fucking dealing with my my mom. You're not my mom. (laughs) Please stop it. (laughs) She's like, well, I noticed that your husband missed a delivery, so I just assumed. Bitch, mind your business. I noticed that you ain't minding your damn business and staying within (laughs) what what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Chill. So that's when Tony volunteers the information that, yeah, my husband skipped out right after the conception. He works in New York, but he's flying in tonight. We planned on him being here for the delivery, but I couldn't wait. And then she goes into some detailed shit about the marriage. Who fucking cares? And the nurse kind of gives her a look and says, well, do you need anything? And Tony seems surprised that she was actually able to deliver the baby all on her own. Mm-hmm. She realizes she did a good job and she's proud of herself. Mm. She don't need nothing right now. Or I think she calls her back in just to tell her that. Mm-hmm. But we are at the wedding. It is wedding time. When you saw them at the wedding and everything, did you know what was about to happen or what was about to go down? Um, it was going to go that way? I knew that they was about to do something. I was like, are they going to do what I think they're going to do? Are they going to object to this shit? Is, Tony, oh, is, yes. is Joan going to tell her to the be like, The standard sitcom thing. Get up and do that thing or whatever, whatever. So I knew I knew something was just was going to happen. But not like how it did happen. Yeah. So Maya tried, said she tried to talk to Darnell before the wedding, but she got cold feet. And William and Joan, they don't want to be involved. They're just there at the wedding. She says, if, you know, if Darnell really wanted me, he wouldn't be here. So I'll just have to live with that. But Joan, she has a better idea. She goes to the men's room. Mm-hmm. She starts talking to Darnell while he's taking a piss. Girl, it's splashing up. You know that, right? Mm. that's the first thing i thought i was like girl (laughs) so she tells him like look you can't marry lena and he says john you already ruined my first marriage you trying to get a head start on my second one here no i'm trying to save your first (laughs) i was Mm. like she didn't screw up your first marriage maya was cheating on you yeah i was thinking that too like (laughs) i would have stopped him right there first of all motherfucker i didn't even introduce the nigga who was about to fuck your wife he ain't even fuck her yeah i got divorced (laughs) um that's number one 
Number two, don't be trying to blame me just because you fiending to try to get over Maya and then you rushing, rushing a marriage because that's what the fuck this is. Number three, you got some damn nerve, bitch. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know if this was written wrong or this was a bad take because she didn't ruin your marriage. She, there was a thing that happened at the wedding, but the marriage was all you and Maya. Y'all fucked it up. Well, I guess Maya more than you. I don't know. Both of y'all was wildin'. But Joe said, I'm just trying to save your first marriage. I know you told her that you love her. He's like, I was drunk, but he didn't deny it. Mm. He didn't deny it. Mm-hmm. He said, people say a lot of stupid things when they're drunk. And Maya made it very clear that she wanted out of our marriage. Well, she didn't really. She didn't want to be out of the marriage. She just wanted a little more attention. Yeah. So rewrite, they will rewrite history. These niggas, they will These rewrite will fucking history. Shit. She was trying to go to school. You were saying some dumb shit. She was trying to better herself. You were saying some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. So she went to somebody who was giving her attention. All this, and she ain't even fucked the nigga. Like, the fuck? She should have went, she should have doubled back and was like, hold up. If I'm going to get in trouble for something, like, let's just do this right now. If he wasn't such a, a, a nutcase, she should have yeah. just went back and was like, oh, hey. Hey, big head. <laughs> hey, big head. But Joan says, if you marry Lena, you're going to regret it. Maybe not today. Maybe not on your honeymoon. Because you're going to Cancun and everybody loves Cancun. But you'll regret it. And he says, Joan, it's over. And he leaves. Did you think it was over? No. Oh, well, damn. I didn't. I really didn't. Because they're not going to do all of this. For nothing. For nothing. Right. This is a lot of buildup. Yeah, it is. So next we are at Lynn's apartment. Lynn is, looks like she's having a sad day. She's wrapped up in the pillows and blankets. I would have been in a bed. You need more space to toss and turn. Why you want a couch? Anyway, so said, what happens in this scene? So, um, old boy comes over and he doesn't even really say anything and she's still laughing. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> so uh, easy. Uh, she don't even, he don't do shit. I don't think he apologized. He don't no. know. I think he just said baby love or something. He said like yeah, one that's word. The, that's the magic word to get into her house and her panties. Just say baby love. And she's like, <laughs> all right, then. Yes, that's the magic word. That's the password <sighs> to get into my apartment. And he opened the door. He got one of them early 2000s polos on. 2005 was a hit for those polos. Oh, yeah. Navy. It's given Nelly. It's given. <laughs> it's given uh, Jay-Z Usher, around this time. Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, it better not be Finn at that fucking door. It better not. And it fucking was. And mm-hmm. so, um, first off, he's like, come on, baby love. I'm like, can you call me a different nickname? He don't even call her a different nickname. That's how you know he looks at you the same as all these other women. You're not even special. And also, Lynn, how can all of y'all be baby loves? Don't nicknames kind of come from, like, little things in the relationship? You know what I'm saying? That's unique to that person a lot of times. Other than just, like, baby or boo or anything like that. Like, other nicknames. You're a baby that he loves. So like, your baby love. Ah, Lynn. This is and so very he, he sad. Come on, he had a dough with his little, I don't know what happened to his hair. He got like some kind of faux hawk. They tried to comb it out. Mm-hmm. Then they decided against it. I don't know. And he walks in the door and they close the door. That's the end of the, the scene. 
we go back to Tony in the hospital with baby Morgan. Morgan Garrett. I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue. But sure. Mm-mm, not at all. Garrett. Garrett. Morgan Garrett. I don't know. Sounds like a dude's name anyway. Morgan Childs or Morgan Garrett Childs work better. Garrett is like, ugh. Morgan Childs Garrett. That would be better. Okay. But Morgan, Morgan Garrett is just too... That's not a baby's name, you know? That sounds like somebody grandma. Yeah. I don't know. You got a mortgage and a car payment and shit. Yeah, like responsibilities. I can't imagine a four-year-old in the pre-K. And they're like, Morgan. Morgan Garrett. Here. It's like, can we call you Morgie? Morgie? Like, how do you shorten <laughs> Morgan? <laughs> oh, God. So the nurse comes back in and tells Tony that Todd called the hospital and said he was able to book an earlier flight. So he will be around for dinner. So we can order him some food. So when he gets here, the food is there. Whatever. Why he ain't called Tony? Right. He don't fuck with her. She has a a cell phone at this point. It's 2005. Yes, she um, does. This marriage, it's just not going to work. It's not. It's just simply because he don't fuck with her. Like, he, I, I don't think he likes her at all. He just don't want her to be with nobody else. But he don't like mm-hmm. her. That and also, and because y'all have a kid now, like my nigga, you know that you calling her phone directly doesn't mean that like she's gonna catch feelings for you or that she wants you, right? You know that y'all oh, have a you whole think fucking that's child. Why? I don't know, niggas be acting weird. Like, yeah, they think that they're in demand when <laughs> in these they're situations. In no, seriously, like my nigga, y'all have a child. You need to call her directly. Are you dumb? <laughs> There's there is no third party here. Okay. Unless he was trying to flex for the hospital, like, hi, this is Dr. Dr. Garrett. My wife is, you know, she's in, in the delivery whatever, unit. Whatever. Just wanted to let let her know that I'll be flying in earlier. I moved my flight up, you know, on a, some flex and shit, because he's a doctor. Yeah, he could Maybe flex he about to, that, but Someone else can come back and say, well, you know that your wife is so close to her delivery date. Why do you have to fly in from anywhere? Mm. Yeah, you should have already been there. You should have already been there. Yeah, but um, you could tell Tony's kind of not really feeling the connection to Todd anymore. She was acting like, you know, my husband, this, my man, my man, my man before she had the baby. Mm -hmm. And now that the baby's out of her. She's starting to kind of feel cold on him. She doesn't even care about what to order him for dinner because they ask. And she's like, just whatever. Whatever I get, he can have it too. Because at this point, she doesn't need his love. She has the baby. You know, the new love of her life. Mm-hmm. I like this for her, you know, because yeah. Tony was also, you need to stand up too. When she came to the job yeah. and started acting crazy. You know? she, oh my God. That's another, I forgot about that. That's another one of her meltdowns. You mm-hmm. know, in addition to all the ones all the girls have had, Lynn's had one won this episode but the other girls have had many and that that was one of hers um the nurse is looking at her crazy all judgy mm-hmm. and she goes uh, it's okay you know what <laughs> never mind i shouldn't be in your business why not everybody else in this hospital has been up in there so just say it <laughs> it's okay if you don't want him back i want him back he's my husband 
I love him. We are a family. I'm sorry. It's just that I thought I heard something in your voice, but obviously I was wrong. That's right. The only thing in my voice is love, devotion, togetherness foreverness. I'm like, girl, you don't believe none of that. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right. The nurse is like, well, okay, whatever you say. Buzz mm. me if you need anything. So the lady leaves and she pushes it right away. And she comes back and goes, uh, Tony's, I don't know why she got these questions for this lady. She's not a motivational speaker. She's not a therapist. She's, she's a nurse mm-hmm. at the hospital dealing with your delivery. But she says, um, how do you let somebody go after you fought so hard to get them back? Mm. But... I don't even know. I don't even know if we got the answer. It, that was just the end of the scene. Mm. I guess that is your answer. Just let it go, bitch. So back at Darnell's wedding, he and Lena are at the altar. The officiant says, if anyone knows any reason why this couple should not be joined in holy matrimony, let them speak now or forever hold their peace. And they pan over to our crew. They're holding their peace. And as they're about to start, some random guy bursts in. And says, you can't marry that man. Chiquita, don't do me like this. And Lena (laughs) looks at the dude and goes, I'm not Chiquita. And he's like, damn, I went to the wrong church. And he runs out and leaves because, I mean, Chiquita getting married. And just because you don't hold your peace don't mean that you're going to stop the wedding. They can still get married even if you don't hold your peace. Have you ever been to a wedding where someone objected? No. I couldn't imagine what would happen. That, that's kind of I weird. mean, most likely they still get married. You just getting pulled out of the, the security yeah. taking you. <laughs> so the preacher is like, okay, since no one opposed to this marriage, let us proceed. And then our main characters interrupt three more times because they leave at different times and they head out to the parking lot. But Maya looks really sad when she walks out. So they hang out in the uh, parking lot for a minute. Joan's like, why don't you just let us drive you home? You're, you're, you're upset, Maya. And then for some reason... Out of the clear blue sky, Darnell comes out of the wedding and says, I'll drive her home. And hmm. Al's still like, how are you going to do that and go to the wedding? Did you got to finish? William says, it's going to be a little crowded with your new bride in the back seat." <laughs> and Joe's like, bitch, shut up. And so Darnell says, I love you. I've never stopped loving you. And all I've wanted to do these past two years is just take you home he could have been done that bro you know where she lives <laughs> no where yeah. she fucking lives it's you just his ego time. and his pride and they make out right there in the parking lot he picks her up and kisses her and the whole wedding party starts to run out and they are not happy it's Including lena and her cousins girl. apparently mm-hmm. yeah he about to get his ass whooped so they ain't getting that call hypotheticals what if <laughs> You have a wedding. You're Lena. And this happens. Mm. That's mad what embarrassing. Do you do? Yes. Yeah, you got to bring the cousins. Yeah, whip his ass. I mean, uh, the, the you ain't getting married, but you, you ain't getting married. Consequences. But how do you rectify this to where you can save some of your pride? <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You don't flew everybody yeah. out. You don't flew everybody out. You know. You don't pay for all the dress. You pay for your dress. Like, because it's happening venue. right in the moment. Now, if it, even if it was the day before, you'd be like, child, uh, I didn't want to be honest with myself, but now I am. Guys, I'm so sorry that the wedding gets canceled. You, you could have said some shit like that. You could flip whatever. it. Yeah. But right there, when them niggas saw his old bitch 
and Darnell's <laughs> family is there as well. So he know they so know they who know Maya her. is. Yes. And they see her with Joan leave with the posse. And then they see Darnell run after him. Girl, niggas ain't stupid. They know. Yeah. So next we see Finn. He's by himself at a rehearsal studio. We hear this voiceover from Lynn saying, I know we were a mistake. But somehow we still made beautiful music together. Goodbye. I'm like, I, I ain't never heard the beautiful music, but I'll take her word for it. <laughs> I wish we would have got to hear the beautiful music. Mm-hmm. And we see Finn reading a note and he pulls out a CD she made. I'm assuming she made it. And he puts it into a 2005 computer and we hear the music over the montage. It's Lynn's voice, I think. Some kind of song. That's it's terrible. weird as hell. Yeah. And Lynn's out at a park. She's staring out at the, I don't know where she's staring. It's just... She's thinking about life, looking off into space. She's sitting, she's sitting next to a cactus. And it's a whole montage at the end of this episode. And next we see Tony. She's at the hospital. Todd actually made it. And she's, she's not letting him hold the baby, which is weird. The baby's just in her, in her arms. And he's like smiling at the baby. He's just like, Google Gaga, Google Gaga. Yeah, he's just making, he's talking to the baby in, I'm assuming, baby language. And Tony does not look sure of this whole situation. She looks, she's looking at him like, huh, right. Yeah, this is probably the last time you're going to see this baby. I don't know. I don't know what she's thinking, but she don't look happy. Mm-hmm. Then it shows Maya and Darnell in the backseat of his car or her car. Are they fucking? They're about to fuck. It's broad daylight. I don't know. They're definitely about to fuck. They are really, they're doing it. And then we see Joan laying in bed. She looks shocked. She has the covers over her and she's partially naked. And we only see her at first. But then they pan over to her left and William's William's laying next to her. Oh, yeah. They, they, they finished doing the do. Very surprised as well. And then like, there's a record scratch. So it looks like they had some uh, slutty wedding sex. If you guys know uh, any One Tree Hill fans out there. <laughs> slutty wedding sex and uh, we don't get any resolve on that scene it just ends right there and we get our final final scene so we'll figure out what went down next season but go ahead with the final final scene so yeah um tony calls joan's phone turns out the cab driver has it and he starts asking hey is any one of you guys joan clayton your friend had a baby and um the baby has good hair See? Texturism, colorism. Mm, 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 mm. It will never die. Um, by the way, it's, I think it's it's just some random white guy in a park. Um, she left her phone there. She thought she left it in the cab. Oh, but it was just okay. on the ground. It was in the grass. Some guy picked it up. But yeah, that is how season five ends. And if you've seen season six, season six ends very similarly to season five. Like this is very reflective of similar themes of how season six ends. So think about that and stick around for that. Damn, we got two and a half more seasons left of this show. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. It's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure doing this podcast. It's it's definitely I know I know every time we finish a season I act like it's our final season. But it's just like <laughs> we're, we're getting so much closer to this not being a thing anymore and going back to our boring lives. So or my I boring know. life. Um so it's just crazy. Two and a half more seasons. Oh god. Uh, but next is our oh hell yes moment of this episode. Etsy, what was your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes is when Maya and Darnell kiss. I know, I'm toxic. I know. But <laughs> that was my oh hell yes because listen, we all know that Darnell is rushing to marry this girl just to get Maya jealous. And if you still doing stuff just to get somebody jealous, you still fucking with them. Okay, you was trying to marry this woman to try to like prove to her like, ha ha, I got you. You still want her nigga, please. So you don't think at any moment that he really wanted to marry Lena like he was just trying to move on? Absolutely not. No. Okay. Okay. Wise words from Messy Rowe. Okay. (laughs) So mine, my oh hell yes moment was Lynn's freak out just because from an acting standpoint I loved it uh Persia got to flex you know we never see her be it show much emotion on this show she's the one girlfriend that is always being silly and giggly and just kind of whatever and they finally gave her something that she could add to her reel mm-hmm. um you know, if there was ever an Emmy nomination, she could add this to her montage. Mm-hmm. And so I like that. You know, I we obviously we have a podcast where we analyze storylines and analyze acting. And I'm always a sucker for like acting technique and watching someone just cook, you know. And I feel like she was cooking in this moment. She really was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is my oh hell yes. Go ahead and follow us on social media. Uh, at Hell Yes Girl on Twitter and at Hell Yes Girl on TikTok. Those are the most porous and probably poorly foundational <laughs> social media platforms right now. I don't know how long either of them is going to last, but however long they do, we have accounts on there. So head over to those places. I just uploaded a more recent video to TikTok of uh, one of our previous episodes. So head on over if you want to see that at Hell Yes Girl. Mm-hmm. And make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Apparently, we got like almost 200 subscribers on Spotify, I was I found out today, which is Woo! like, who knew? I mean, thank you guys. Wow. I did not even know that. So shout out to the Spotify people. Um, I was only thinking about Apple Podcasts. So looks like we got people over there. So thank you guys for subscribing. And uh, send us a rating, a review. We'll read it right here on the air. I know we got a couple of five-star reviews recently, but they didn't leave like messages. But I do see that two more were added to the bunch. So thank you, whoever you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next episode, remember, guys, we're on hiatus until May 3rd. So that's when our next episode is going to drop. And that episode is the beginning of season six. The episode is called Fits and Starts fits and starts i don't know what it's about right now but i love the title and mm-hmm. i am looking forward to getting into it mm-hmm. but until then i am nettie smith and i'm at zero 
and meet us back here on May 3rd for Fits and Starts. Bye.